This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi, everybody. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with Dennis Dodd, a terrific college football writer for CBS. Dennis was in Ames this week to do a story on Matt Campbell's remarkable turnaround of the Cyclone program. We'll get the national perspective on this story. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Dennis Dodd. Dennis, you've been around college football for a long, long time. How refreshing is it when you get a story like the one that's going on with Iowa State right now? It's about the best story in college football right now. These don't come along very often. I, I told people here today that you know all the stuff we have to write every week about you know off off field stuff and complaints and and guys getting in trouble. It's good just to have pure football, pure feel good. It's it's like you don't you don't feel this kind of stuff. The last time I did it was like in high school, like covering high school football. And that's what this is, right? I'm not comparing the brand of football, sure. but the story is so good. You can't, can't get around it. What do you think is the best part of the story? The best part of the story is, a, uh, I think right now, a fifth-year senior walk-on quarterback, the former quarterback playing middle linebacker and contributing on offense, and a, and a second-year coach, which is almost a trend now in the country when you think about uh, the guys at Miami, Mark Rick, Kirby Smart, uh, Scott Frost at UCF. But I would even argue that those schools have more foundation, more facilities maybe than this place does. I and mean, we're talking about Georgia. That, that's expected to, to turn it around in two years. Miami, too, but not at Iowa State. And it's just it's really come out of nowhere. From the outside looking in, why do you think it's happened? I think it's it's everything. I think it's Matt Campbell being a good coach coming in, uh, bringing his entire staff virtually en masse, uh, keeping players here like, like Joel Landing, coaching them up. Look, it, three weeks ago at halftime against Oklahoma, it's 24-13. And we're not even close to having this discussion even then. So that's part of the story I'm doing. So what clicked? What went on? And it was just it was the grind. Just keep doing it. You know, Kyle said – even in the second half, the game just slowed down for me after five years against the top five team on the road. Well, okay, that makes sense. You know, I, I think it's everything. I think it's Jamie hiring the right guy. I think a lot of us saw that when he did it. You know, it, it was a solid hire. But, you know, to get to this point is uh, was probably unexpected. What do you think it says about Kyle Kemp's personality that he was so ready for that moment? The fact, I think the fact that he's waited it out and stayed with it for five years in the, in the current quarterback culture, you're either, you're either starting or you're transferring, and that's, that wasn't really him. He had chances at Cincinnati, and they changed coaches and philosophies. They had, he had that chance at Oregon State, and they changed philosophies, and, and he wasn't able to make it there. And he, he got beaten out at Hutch, and because of a relationship with Matt Campbell, he comes here and is willing to be a walk-on and in his final semester of, uh, of eligibility is still a walk-on. I asked uh, Jamie if, if he could get a scholarship you know, for next May. He'll graduate next May. And he, he, he wasn't sure. He said, I guess you could. But, I mean, wouldn't that be a nice reward? You know, <laughs> that's, you know, I, I know you can do a scholarship for half a year because um, you want to give that to somebody on the field. But if there's ever a guy who earned it, it's him. When you look at the way this Iowa State team is winning, in the Big 12 Conference, there's so many explosive offenses, and that's really been kind of the way this league has been labeled, really, in, in recent years. Bill Snyder found a way to not 
do it that way and to have success against those teams. It looks like Matt has found a similar form. Yeah, I, th- I, I think for now it's it's defense. If you can, I've always said this, if you can play average defense or a little above in the Big 12, you can win. Oklahoma State has, has done that a little bit. I thought until Saturday TCU had done that, and they did, mm-hmm. you know, but, but they couldn't push the ball across against this defense and that and so Iowa State gets the advantage um, and that bodes well I think for the program if you can keep doing that because now because of this national notoriety I think recruiting takes a quantum leap it's on a lot of people's radars that, that never thought of Iowa State before and, and they know but they know the culture of the conference which is offense building a defense here I think that helps I think that's where, where it's going. And it's, as Matt says, details. Um, it's not committing penalties. It's not turning the ball over. It's not beating yourself. And um, Special teams. Yeah, and special yeah. teams. Yeah, and, and I think that for a college football fan, it gives maybe even a greater appreciation for that, as Matt says, there's not a lot of margin for error, but they, they've eliminated a lot of that error. I, I don't think there's any question. It's very simple. You know, the great, the great teams do that, and the, the, the bad teams have to overcome it, uh, penalties and all that. So... Uh, when you don't do that, you you have possessions that you don't give away with penalties or sacks uh, or turnovers, uh, and that's what Iowa State has done some of the best at that this year. And so you just come into games. I, look, I can't prove this, but I'm sure that Oklahoma and TCU and, and almost the remainder of the teams they play going into games going, mentally this is Iowa State you know it's like if you're Oklahoma and it's 24-13 at halftime you're going you're heading to the bars going you know when when can we you know get our first drink oh by the way they came to play so and, and then at home in the biggest game here in at least 12 years Randy Peterson compared it to the tornado game with Colorado in 05 mm-hmm. I don't remember that but I do remember some others here and it was huge when you get right down to the roots of Matt Campbell's background and and how he got to this point in his life uh, Mount Union is such a big part of it is that kind of a cool story too that it's not always you know a guy coming out of a a FBS football factory to have this kind of success at this level yeah and I think you know you're talking about Larry Karras who was at uh, Mount Union Division 3 power for 27 years you know I, I think I just talked to Jamie Pollard not saying this is going to happen but I think it's been conveyed to Matt, do you want to be the face of the program? When you look at Nebraska, do you want to be Bob Devaney or, or Tom Osborne? I'm, ta- I'm not talking about three national championships in four years, but I'm talking about people you relate to a program when you think about it for the first time. Um, do you want to be that guy? And I think that's that he's trying to appeal to him that way because, look, the next step here is how long do you hold this guy because he's really, really good. Uh, schools are going to come calling if they haven't already. And that's the way you appeal to them. Is he going to get an extension? Yes. Is he going to get a raise? Yes, absolutely. But there are, we know there are schools out there that can just, you know, wipe that off the map. Um, you know, but security and happiness and everything else may mean something. Last thing for you, Dennis, and you mentioned this earlier, just the, the idea of him bringing so much of his staff with him. The last time Iowa State hired a sitting head coach was Jim Walden. It's, it's been a while, and so coaches have always had to go and yeah. you know, start from scratch yeah. and try to build a staff first. This staff kind of hit the ground running with the recruiting. How big a factor do you think that is in the, being able to do it in the second year as opposed to the third, the fourth, maybe the fifth year? I think that's a big reason why they did it because you, you basically took, the, as I said, the, the staff en masse from Toledo. Having built something there for five years, they know – 
where the players are. They know how to get out. They know, you know, they probably recruited players around here that Iowa State recruits. And I, I've gotten to know uh, Lou Ayane, the running backs coach, uh, really well. This guy's probably is dialed in to the Nigerian population. That sounds trivial on its surface, but it's not. I did a huge story with his help earlier this year about that. It is probably uh, the most educated and the most accomplished um, uh, ethnic group in our country. Four percent of all Nigerians in our country have their PhDs. Now that's amazing. One percent of Americans who have college degrees have that. So you have that family construct. He can go get play, and he has gotten players, uh, both here and other places where he's been. That's just one example. A guy who's accomplished knows where to get players. I don't know where his recruiting territory is. I think it's in Dallas and Texas and Houston. I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, there's always, there's always players there. Okay, I lied. One more thing. Uh, Matt, Matt has said that he, when he talks to recruits, he often gives the message, be the, the Big 12 choice for the Midwest kid. Yeah. yeah be that Big 12 yeah. choice. Do you think that uh, a Big 12 team can have success going into typical Big 10 territory, Michigan, Ohio, yeah. and recruiting? Yeah, I think of it this way. Don't think of it as Big 12. Think of it as Nebraska being down. Think of it as Missouri being down. Think of it as Kansas being down. Now, you know, I don't know. They go head to head with Kansas very much, but I'm sure they did it at some point. Kansas State's going to be in transition pretty soon here with Bill Snyder stepping down. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, uh, PJ Flex had something going on up at Minnesota, and I, I kind of compare they're kind of the same age almost exactly uh, in, uh, in new leagues. I, I absolutely think that's happened. I sit here and look out at the facilities, and I've I've covered Iowa State since they were in the Big Eight in the 80s. And I just think it's amazing when you step on campus here and see what's going on. So I absolutely think that can happen. Dennis, thanks so much for taking some time. Really appreciate it. You bet, John. Thanks.